and welcome to the Esquire podcast, a space to inspire women to build their brands and business without leaving their faith behind. And I'm your host, Janet Oyadele. You'll be hearing candid conversations with founders, thought leaders, and inspiring individuals on navigating faith and life as an entrepreneur. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged as you listen. This is the Ascribe Podcast. Okay, so welcome back to the Ascribe Podcast. On today's show, we're joined by a branding and web design specialist based in Jacksonville, Florida. She's the founder of Elizabeth Designs, a branding boutique which provides services to wedding industry professionals. She's been nominated for Forbes 30 Under 30 and says one of her proudest career moments is the opportunity that she has to educate other designers and creatives in helping them to achieve their business aspirations. She's a wife and a mother who keeps God first in all that she does. Today's guest is Sarah Crook. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. It's so exciting to have you on today's podcast and I'm really looking forward to just hearing more about your journey, your faith journey and also how your career has unfolded over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here as well. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. So how did your journey into design and branding actually take off? Yeah, so I actually learned design from my grandmother when I was just a child. Um, I really just kind of grew up around design and around business. Um, My family owned a small business. And so um, I was just really blessed to always be around that. And my family always encouraged me to explore, you know, those creative outlets that I loved. And so honestly, I just kind of was raised around design and I loved it. And so over the years, as my parents just encouraged me to, you know, practice my skills and hone in on those, um, I just, you know, kind of dabbled into it more and more as I got older. And then when I got into high school and college, Um, I decided to really pursue it. I knew that that's what I wanted my career to be. And so I minored in graphic design when I was in seminary, um, getting my ministry license. And then I went on from there to become the creative director at our local church. Okay, so you kind of had the creative journey unfold before you throughout the different experiences that you went through in life. Um, That's amazing. So you studied it to a degree Mm -hmm. you continue studying it after or did you you know just feel okay now's the time for me to start my own thing yeah so I um I minored in it I never ended up like getting a full degree or anything like that through seminary um but I you know obtained my ministry license and things like that and then went on to be the creative director and so Um, I would kind of oversee all of the media department and things like that for uh, the church that I worked for and the other nonprofits. And then from there, I just kind of, once we, uh, my husband and I decided to start a family, um, I knew that I wanted to kind of take my career a different direction so that I would be able to stay home with our son after I had him. And that's really where, um, 
when God gave me the vision for Elizabeth Designs, and that was just to kind of basically create an online business where I could still serve, um, you know, other creatives and nonprofits and organizations, but, you know, do so kind of on my own terms and on my own schedule so that I could stay home and raise my son. And so um, I started Elizabeth Designs from home and um, that was goodness, a little, it's been, it'll be five years in June that I started it. So it's been just an incredible journey. And honestly, I never anticipated that it would become a studio or that it would be a full-time career by any means. I, I really just anticipated it being a little part-time, you know, creative hustle (laughs) that I could do to help, you know, pay some bills and, you know, still fulfill my passions and my calling. And, um, God just really, added to it beyond what I could have ever imagined. And it has just been such an incredible, um, honestly, just a miracle in so many facets. That's amazing. So it's almost like the flexibility that you needed during that time when you was, you know, about to have your child, this career path almost gave you the opportunity to use your passions and to also generate some income as well. Um, which is how the business started. So did you ever envision yourself starting a business? Not at all. I, um, I, you know, kind of had my heart set on supporting my husband in ministry and, you know, fulfilling my roles through the creative director position and um, just kind of being his aide and serving alongside him in ministry. And I, knew that I always wanted to do something creative and I always wanted to design, but I never thought it would become like my full-time career and my sole focus. Um, And so it was really neat to see how God, you know, gave me this vision for Elizabeth Designs. And I just kind of took a step out and started it and didn't really have a clue about what I was doing or how to start a business or (laughs) anything like that. And so it was definitely a really big learning curve because I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't like have any sort of game plan or I didn't even really have any goals. And so I was just kind of trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and what God was leading me to. And it was just an it's been incredible to see how every time I felt like I was unsure about what I should do next or what avenue of business I should go in, God would just always just lead every single step and just show me. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of prayer and (laughs) patience behind those steps, but I just, really tried to be obedient and be still and let him, you know, show me what he had and what I needed to do. And, um, since then he's just really put such incredible people in my path. And honestly, you know, the business truly is more than just a business. It's a ministry and it's been incredible to see how God has brought these incredible women of faith into my life who have are now on staff and, you know, help support that vision and mission to 
continue serving other creative business owners and just, you know, being the hands and feet of Jesus. That's amazing. Yeah. And I know you touched on, you know, prayer and, you know, staying close to God, especially in the initial stages. Why do you think this is important as, you know, business owners and leaders to have that prayer life um, as you're leading the vision that God's given to you? Yeah, I think, you know, my sole focus is that, you know, I want my life and I want everything that I do to glorify God and to honor him. And I, I think that for me, you know, I just want everything that I do. It's not about making money. It's not about, oh, how many clients can we book? Oh, how much, you know, how, how big can we build our reputation or, oh, we need to be the best of the best. That really doesn't matter to me at all. I really just want whatever God has for this business and for our clients. And I want it to glorify him. And so, um, you know, the most important thing to me has just been that I'm making sure that that is the priority and that our, our staff knows that that's the priority and that in everything we're do we're doing and in the way that we're serving our clients, we are, you know, just doing so with excellence. And one of the things that I learned in seminary that I've really carried with me into this business is excellence honors God and inspires people. And so, yes, Elizabeth Designs is a business. Yes, we serve customers and we, you know, sell design services. But what I want to really focus on is that when we're serving these clients, that we're giving them excellence, we're showing them what excellence is, we're showing them what being cared for is and just loving them the way that Christ loves us and serving them to the best of our ability so that they get to experience a glimpse of who God is in the short time that they work with us. I think that's so beautiful and I think it's so great that you have that perspective about the work that you're doing and recognizing that like you mentioned earlier it's a ministry it's a way for you to serve others and to reflect Christ through that service as well I think that's so beautiful um, and I know recently I read something that you said and you said it was speaking around community over competition um, mm -hmm. and um, how that mindset and approach has really helped you along your entrepreneurship journey what value would you say um, there is in having a community, a strong community around you as you grow a business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think community is invaluable, not only as a Christ follower, but also as a business owner, because, you know, you in, in many ways, you can become who you surround yourself with. And so it's so important that you're choosing to surround yourself with people who are like-minded in their faith and in their walk with God and um, people who will encourage you and lift you up and, you know, stand alongside you when, <laughs> when you get discouraged, because, you know, being a business owner, but especially a faith-based business owner can be very challenging and very discouraging. And there's so much that comes with it. And, it's really hard when you feel like you're doing that alone. And I've been through seasons where I felt that loneliness starting to creep in and the Lord would use um, my friends and use my colleagues to remind me of his faithfulness and remind me of the reason why I'm doing this. And so 
I think it, community is so important because it holds you accountable and it just helps you to keep going. And um, for me, I think about my staff and my girls um, on my team and, you know, they're some of my best friends and my sisters in Christ. And so not only can I lean on them from a friendship aspect, but also as fellow believers and it just means the world to me. And honestly, it creates such a beautiful um, community and in, in our team um, because we get to do life together and we get to experience Christ together and watch um, just the incredible things that God has continued to do amongst our staff, but also um, through our clients. And it's just been so neat to see how um, focusing on, you know, staying tight knit in our community has really just created a beautiful family dynamic for our staff, but also for our clients. And um, it's just brought out some really, really special friendships. And I think it's been really neat to see how God has done that. And um, yeah, I just honestly, it, it just blesses my heart. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned, having, you know, the right people around you that support you during some of those difficult seasons, but also carry the vision and they understand um, the passion that you have is, is so fundamental to growing um, a reputable and successful business. Is there any other things that you think are key to um, developing a strong business, especially in this current climate? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just integrity it is such a huge, huge facet, especially when you are building a faith-based business. Integrity is everything. And without that, you know, it everything starts to crumble. And so I think it's so important to have honest, transparent motives behind what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because, um, you know, when you're working, especially in the nature of what we do, we work very intimately with our clients to translate their vision into a design that helps them reach their goals and empowers them to do what God has called them to do. And, you know, if the, if there's no integrity behind what you're doing, people are going to pick up on that. They're going to sense that you're, they're going to feel that. And so I think it's so important to not only um, make sure that you're having integrity as the business leader, but also integrity in your staff to make sure that you are serving people the best that you possibly can and that your motives and your heart are pure in what you're doing and that it's not, you know, selfishly motivated or self-centered or self-serving, if that makes sense. And so um, integrity is one of our core values. That's really important to me to make sure that our hearts are always in the right place. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. I feel like, like you mentioned, people can see through it. And I think just having that genuine sense of, you know, care and consideration for the work you're doing and the relationships that you're building is so vital. Um, and yeah, like, have you ever felt under pressure with any of your client work or running the business? Um, and if so, how have you managed? How have you managed the pressures? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
We deal with a lot of pressure because we work on, you know, strict deadlines for each of our projects. All of our projects are timeline based. And so in a lot of facets, we're always under continual pressure. But I think one thing that's important to recognize is that pressure isn't always doesn't always have to be negative. Sometimes I think pressure can be healthy because I think it can push you and challenge you to grow and to stretch and, you know, increase your capacity. Um, But, you know, obviously sometimes it can be negative. Sometimes it can be, you know, stress and unforeseen circumstances or obstacles and things like that. And I think for me, when I'm in that position where I'm under a lot of pressure and I feel like I'm starting to crack or crumble, I really just have to realign my focus to why am I doing what I'm doing? Who is it for? You know, it's not about me. And so when I remind myself of those things, I'm like, you know what? I, if I try to take on the burden of managing my business, if I don't release that to the Lord and let him guide me and him show me what to do, then it will fail. If I try to take on the responsibility of the success of my business, it will not succeed. I have to surrender that to him. And so for me, the solution is always surrender. And I have to wave that white flag and let go of my pride and realize that at the end of the day, things are going to happen that are out of my control. And that's okay. He's still good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think surrender is so key. Um, I think when we recognize that, you know, God is all powerful and he sees, you know, any pressures we're facing, any challenges, and he's already gone ahead of us to make every crooked path straight. When we lean into that, it just gives us that sense of assurance that we can actually get through it. Um, And it's such a beautiful perspective shift when you know that God is with you on that journey. Um, right. Yeah, I thought it'd be nice to do a little bit of a deep dive into your area of expertise, which is branding and web design, um, mm-hmm. just to give us, you know, some context around some of the work that you do, um, and just to help anyone that might be, you know, unsure, unclear about how to really develop their branding and their web design. So it would be nice to kind of start off with a definition of branding. What would you say mm-hmm. um, branding represents? Yeah, I think branding is really, you know, it's more than just a logo. It's more than just a mark, but it's really, you know, the reflection of your mission and your values and what you're doing. I think that's what your brand is, right? It's the heart. And so that's kind of how I define it. But I think a lot of times, you know, in our industry, people look at it as, oh, it's just a logo. (laughs) So I think it's definitely more heart focused and mission focused. um, And that's how we kind of look at it. Mm. And so what would you say would create like a strong standout brand? Because I feel like in this current era, there are a lot of brands that are coming out and there's a lot of people that are using their creativity to launch something. So if there was someone that wanted to start a business or a brand, what would you say they need to consider to ensure that it stands out in the, yeah, in the midst of the other brands that are already out there? Yeah, I think the best thing that you can do to make your brand stand out is to convey your heart and like 
the mission behind what you're doing and why you're doing it. I think the most powerful tool that any brand has is the story behind it and the, your story and especially your testimony is something that nobody can take away from you. And it's something that nobody else has. And so um, I think telling that story and telling that testimony is so pivotal to, you know, making that distinction, you know, between you and, and other people and what they're doing. Mm, that's so key. I think storytelling, a lot of people connect with your stories and it just brings a bit more personality to what you're doing and why you're doing it. So I think storytelling is so key. And would you say that even as you grow your business that you need to revisit your branding? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the beautiful thing about branding is I think it can, it should always be evolving. It should always be growing and changing as you and your business grow and change. And so I feel like, you know, for me personally with Elizabeth Designs, we've gone through a couple different, um, like not rebranding per se, but just like reshaping and resurfacing, <laughs> if that makes sense. And just continually refining our brand and our messaging as we grow and as we learn, because really for me, my focus is I don't want to stay in the same place. If I'm, if we're still doing the same thing and saying the same thing and nothing's changing, then that means we're not growing. And I always want to make sure that we're growing and that we're stretching and that we're, you know, accomplishing greater things, especially as the Lord leads us to those things. So I think your brand should always have the flexibility to grow with you. And I think it's always important to always be sharing your journey. And because as that changes, you're going to have different things to share. And I find that God is always speaking new things to my heart as I transition from one season to another, not only professionally, but also personally. And I think it's really neat to be able to kind of tie those two together. Mm, yeah, I love what you said about, you know, how it should be evolving. And I think it, it's, it's nice when you see a brand that evolves and you see how it's grown and you see how it's changed and also how it's aligned to the way that things are moving in the environment because the business environment's always changing as well. Your client base might be changing. So right. I guess your brand does also need to reflect that external environment as well um, right. as you grow and as the industry itself grows as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I think branding is one of those things where, normally people like they they um they kind of link it with what you see so the visual side of brands and I love what you said about the heart and the mission of the organization being reflected through um your branding and one of the places that I think a lot of the times people find brands is online and so whether that be on social media or on a website um, and I know you do website design. So tell us a bit about the importance of having a strong website and how this can also help with that brand journey that you're taking those prospective clients on. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what's so important about a website is that it can stand the test of time and it can stand the test of, you know, uh, social media <laughs> kind of <laughs> platforms because 
as we've seen over the years, social media platforms come and they go. But the one thing that's not going away is the internet, is websites. And so, you know, if one day Instagram decides to go away, (laughs) that's going to put a lot of people in a really bad position. And I think so many times business owners think that um, social media can carry them through. And in some ways it can, but it's definitely not something where you want to put all of your eggs in one basket per se, Mm -hmm. Um, because God forbid a platform shut down. If you've kind of put all your eggs into that basket and then it's gone, then you pretty much just lost your entire business. So I think websites are so important because it really gives you a true online home that transcends just a couple posts or stories or highlights or et cetera. Your website gives you the opportunity to share detailed information about the experience or service or item that you offer. It gives you the opportunity to share your story more in depth. And it gives you the opportunity to share a lot more context around what you do and why you do it a lot more so than social media can allow for. And so I think websites are so important because, you know, the search, even the, the way you can search on social media for certain things is so much more limited than the way you can search for things on Google. And so, um, you know, for, for me, it kind of comes down to Google being the end all be all <laughs> in terms of finding things online. And Google is nine times out of 10 going to pull up a website long before it pulls up a social media post. And so, um, really, you know, my, my kind of, um, deciding factor in, in designing websites and all of that is longevity. Your website can grow with you. It can stand the test of time. It's not going to come or go and it's not subject to social media. And so, um, I just think it's so important to be able to provide that context around your experience, your mission, your values, and that sort of thing. And, um, it's incredible to see when we work with people who go from not having a website and just use utilizing social media or not even that. And then they get one And they're like, oh my gosh, like the quality of my customers or the quality of my clients has improved so much. And a lot of times it comes back down to the fact that they were able to kind of lead their potential clients or customers through an experience online before they ever even purchased or booked with them. So it just creates so much more quality behind the experience that our customers can offer. I love that and I I definitely agree in terms of you know social media is great but it's not a platform that we own and you know your website belongs to you and so if anything does happen to social media and you don't have a website you might not be able to stay connected to your current or potential clients so having a website is so key and what would you say are some of the key functionalities of a good website yeah I think um Some traits that a good website um, has is, you know, number one, it clearly communicates what you offer, who you are, and where you're located. Those are the three biggest things 
that every single website should have. Those are the three things that people are going to look for. And so you want to make sure no matter what, that those three questions are answered. And honestly, it's best for them to be answered on the homepage. Usually people don't spend um, more than about 20 seconds on a site before they decide if they're going to stay or if they're going to go. So the sooner you can relay that information to them, the better. Um, and that way they hopefully decide to, to stick around. Hmm. I think that's so key. Cause I know I've been on websites and the homepage is normally what draws you in, right? It's normally where mm-hmm. you get captivated in a, in a sense and so yeah I think mm-hmm. it's so key that that information is read, readily available for whoever's visiting um, your your website so what would you say would keep someone on your website or keep them engaged in that content that you've got so that they can actually go through you know nearly every step that you've planned out for them whether it be to purchase something or you know another step that you have in that journey for them. Yeah, I think the best thing you can do to keep people on your website is to give them pieces of information a little bit at a time. A lot of people make the mistake of just giving everything away too fast. (laughs) And so they lose people because, you know, when someone's looking at a website and especially knowing that over 80% of all websites are viewed on a mobile device, If you have given someone too much information, especially if they're on a mobile device and you have paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of content, and it's not broken up into digestible sections, then they're going to click off. They're going to be like, I don't want to read a book right now. (laughs) This is a website, not a book. So sometimes people um, just put too much. And so it's important to break that up. Or sometimes it's the opposite. People don't give any information and it's just like, well, what's the point of this website? I'm not learning anything I didn't already know. So you want to have that nice, healthy uh, balance of, you know, giving people a little bit at a time. So on the homepage, you know, share a little bit about who you are, what you have to offer, where you're located, if that's, you know, relative. And then from there, give people a next step so that on every single page they go to, they can digest the information and then they're invited to take a next step and then another step and then another step. So you're just kind of leading them from one baby step to the next up until it's time to purchase or time to inquire, et cetera. So, um, and that's kind of what we recommend is just kind of leading people through those baby steps. We're in a digital world. And so there's so much information that's thrown at us. And so right. it's like, you want to ensure that people have just what they need. And also right. that, you know, the website pages are not loading too slowly. Like all of those things contribute, I guess, to that user experience. So it's how right. to make it so efficient for them, for them to get, information that they need um and to really stay on your page as long as they need to as well so yeah those are great mm-hmm. tips. And what would you say are the benefits of hiring a designer and when would you say is the ideal time to do so if you're starting a business or a brand yeah um I think you know it really depends it it varies in terms of the the right time to hire obviously finances come into play Um, So for a lot of people, when they're first starting their business, 
that's not an option. Obviously it costs money to hire a professional and some people are not in that position. Um, and that's okay. You know, there's a lot of platforms that have, you know, free templates and things like that, that you can utilize while you get on your feet. But I think it's so important, you know, when you are able to, that you invest in working with a professional designer, because if you're working with the right designer, then they understand things like conversion rates and brand strategy, and they can truly help you build tangible, authentic momentum in your business and help bring the right people to your front door, basically, and help you get better clients, get more clients, more customers, et cetera. And so I think, you know, when it is, you know, financially feasible and you know who your ideal client is, you know what your mission is, you know what your goals are. I think that's when it's time to hand things over to a professional who can really help just take you to the next level and help you, you know, with your brand strategy and help you with a custom site to, you know, help you reach those goals a lot faster because your website and having a solid brand to back that can really just build so much more momentum for your business so much quicker versus, you know, just a basic site that, you know, doesn't really do a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's key. And I think it's something that everyone should aspire towards, because like you said, the return on investment is is invaluable and it's so crucial, especially for achieving that mission, having a solid website that really enables you to attract the right um, clients or users or viewers. And it really resonates with your brand's message and the mission that you have for your business. So I think that's so key. Um, So yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I thought it'd be nice to kind of wrap up a bit around you and your personal um, work-life balance and how you manage, you know, because you're a wife and a mother, how you manage everything. So what would you say is the importance of having a work-life balance as a business owner? Yeah, I think it's super important. And I mean, when I first started out, I didn't, I I intended for it to be part-time and then it quickly became full-time before I even realized it. And all of a sudden I noticed that, you know, my husband was begging for my time and, you know, I just, things were unbalanced without me even realizing it. And I, you know, it came to, to see very quickly that I needed to implement a schedule so that I could make sure that things were healthy and that I was able to stay on top of my workload. But also, you know, for me, God and my family, they come first. And so at the end of the day, you know, if I lose my business, so be it. But if I lose my family and I, if I lose my relationship with God, then, you know, why I, I never want to sacrifice that at the altar of my business. And so it's so important to keep you know, for me to keep my schedule and my goals and my priorities aligned so that I'm not giving God and I'm not giving my family my leftovers. And so it's really hard (laughs) to not let my business become an idol. Sometimes it's a struggle, especially, you know, being a business owner, you just, you want your business to be the best that it can be. But again, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about surrendering that to God, you know, my business is his, it's not mine. 
And so, you know, if I allow it to become an idol, then I'm sure he's going to take that away very quickly. (laughs) So what I try to do is just maintain a schedule, Mm -hmm. um, and stick to that schedule, um, so that I can make sure I'm handling my priorities and I'm handling things in a way that, that honors God and, you know, a way that I can (laughs) make sure I'm giving my family my time. So that's kind of my approach. And what's worked for me, especially as a mom and a pastor's wife is to just really try to schedule every single thing. And sometimes it feels a little excessive, but honestly, for me with the nature of what I do, if I don't stick to my schedule, then everything just starts to get messy. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And I think it just helps you to kind of stay on top of things and stay focused in the different areas of life where you do carry certain responsibilities. Um, And yeah, like, I think the final question I'll ask is what brings you the most joy about, you know, what you do for your business? Yeah. Honestly, what brings me the most joy is seeing God work in our clients' lives and getting to play a small piece and equipping them with the tools that they need to do to carry out the vision that God has given them. And so it's just so fulfilling. (laughs) It brings me so much joy and it's so fun and honestly inspiring to get to watch God move in people's lives and move in their businesses and in what they're doing to further the kingdom. Um, and two, I mean, we, we work with non-believers. We, we want to serve anybody and everybody. And so it's also really neat to get to, you know, show people the love of Christ if they don't know him. I think that's beautiful and I love how you do that you know like I think sometimes we feel like we have to be on the pulpit or you know we have to have a stage to really minister and spread the love of Jesus and we don't we can do it through our work through our day-to-day conversations um, and through Mm -hmm. even our working relationships and it's it's so great that you know you've touched on that so much throughout this um, this conversation and I guess it's a way to encourage anyone else as well that might feel like oh you know I'm not a preacher or you know I don't really um I don't really see myself as a preacher but you can do it in so many different ways for your work the quality of work that you have you know the way that you treat your clients as well it just really Mm -hmm. defines the character of Christ for you so yeah I think that's just a great thing to also add um but yeah Yeah. thank you so much for your time today it's been so amazing listening to you your journey hearing from your expertise as well thank you I appreciate it this has been so much fun Thank you for listening to the Ascribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe as it allows other entrepreneurial women like yourself to find the show. If you would like to find out more about Ascribe, visit us at ascribeculture.com. Enjoy the rest of your day and take care.